listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Hey there, Mad Men fans. You know what time it is. We're here on AfterBuzz TV talking about Mad Men Season 7, Episode 5, The Runaways. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel, as always, fantastic Mr. Joe Braswell's here. Hello, everyone. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Joseph Sam Filippo and Sterling Cates not able to join us this week. We, uh, we missed their absence. We love them, and uh, hopefully we'll have them back next week uh, when we're talking about Episode 6. But we do have a lovely guest today. Uh, the lovely Miss Kirsten Ford is here. Uh, she played Trisha, uh, who was uh, the stewardess that, that Don interacted with two episodes ago on Mad Men. We're going to talk... Uh, say hi. Sorry. Hi. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm steamrolling right over you. But uh, we're going to talk about your appearance on the show later on our show. Uh, but we're going to talk all about The Runaways. First, though, I just want to talk really quickly about uh, a reality series called Chasing Maria Menounos. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to the show, this is familiar to you. Uh, our founders, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, uh, who created AfterBuzz TV have a fantastic unscripted series on Oxygen. It's airing right now. It's called Chasing Maria Menounos. It airs Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. on Oxygen. And uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not an unscripted guy. If you've been following my podcast, I watch a lot of dramas. I watch a lot of comedies. I don't really watch reality television. But I, I have to admit, you know, this show won me over. It's a really really charming look at their life and Maria's family, at their relationship, and it's it, it's just it's a really really intimate look on on somebody who I honestly consider fascinating. Uh, you know, it, it's also a great opportunity to see After Buzz TV at work. It, it's it's a part of the show. You, you get an opportunity to see behind-the-scenes stuff with all your favorite After Buzzers. So if you're a longtime After Buzz fan, you want to support After Buzz TV, watch the show uh, because getting a second season will only mean good things for us as it means more exposure, helping us get better sponsors, better guests. Uh, so we really appreciate your support. So watch the show, Chasing Maria Menounos, Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. on Oxygen, or you can download it on iTunes or Amazon. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about this episode. Let's do it. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, we got a lot of a lot of really crazy stuff happened. It was kind of like a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where it's very, very dramatic. It's very stark. Sure. Um, but we're getting a lot of intense visuals, a lot of crazy swings for the characters. How do you how do you guys feel? My man Ginsburg. He I went know. down. I know. I, I did not see that coming. I did, it was just uh, he went down very, very hard. It, even even in that moment, in that sort of uh, uh, the moment where he's doing the lip reading bit in the mm-hmm. uh, in the which is a homage to uh, to Kubrick to 2001: Space Odyssey. There's the exact mm-hmm. same scene where Hal is sort of looking at and you know, panning back and forth and doing the lip read. So, uh, but yeah, I, I I thought like he's onto something. He's going to uncover something. And then I thought, oh, he's in love with Peggy. This is great. Right. And then by the end, in, in our very uh, in our seven moment, in my what's in the box moment, I was terrified. I know. Terrifying. So what would be in that box? And it was worse than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirsten, how'd you feel? I, I was just in pain, honestly, in pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
a little unexpected. His behavior has always been a little off, I would say, but that was beyond yeah. all expectations. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a weird guy, but maybe it's just because I'm Jewish. I've always rooted for Ginsburg. <laughs> sure. You know? And I was like... We talked I, about it last season. Yeah. All, all the time last season. And when he, even when he first came on, I'm like, okay, by the end of this series... Uh, he and Peggy are going to wind up together. He's going to be perfect for her. It was always, and, I thought that's where we were going. Right. Yep. And I'm like, and I'm like, wow, what a strange time to like for him to finally wake up and see it. But if that means that this is happening, okay. But then he like literally jumps on top of her, and we're like, whoa, not okay. So then we have he, to procreate. Away, so we have to. We, we have to, yeah, we have to procreate to prevent the machines from turning us all into homos. Right. Um, <laughs> that should have been my first clue that he was not. Right. But he's been right. slipping further and further off the beaten path, like subtly, I feel like, yeah. over the last year and a half mm-hmm. until this breaking point. I, I feel like he's such a weird guy we almost didn't see it coming. Well, also, if you, I'm yeah. sure if you go back, I mean, even back to the couch and some of the other things he was doing, you know, point by point, you can see, I'm sure that the, the breadcrumbs were there. You can yeah. see every scene with Ginsburg, he's getting increasingly, increasingly more someone, manic and, and a little crazier. Someone is going to do a wonderful supercut, probably for, yes. for Vulture or some blog <laughs> sure. like that, uh, that I look forward to watching, where we watch his... Uh, slide into insanity. Into the nipple in the box. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I, when he said, you know, I had to, when he's very calm, he said, oh, I had to just relieve the pressure. And I told, am I the only person who thought that he's just frankly saying that he masturbated I did. and everything and I'm like, was fine? What's in the box? Like, what's, yeah. in, what's in the box then? I, That's... Well, I still thought, you know, he's being a weird guy who's like trying to make up to her and it would be like a piece of jewelry that might actually yeah. be charming. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, no, it's just a bloody nipple in a box. Look, oh, yeah. It's the pressure. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Ginsburg. we're gonna get we're gonna get more into that. I, I don't want the entire show to be just about Ginsburg's okay. nipple. That would be a failing <laughs> on our part. That's, that's my new Coachella band. That's my band. I'll be Ginsburg's playing. nipple. Yeah, that's my band. I'm I'd watch it. Tonight. That's like that's like we'll '90s playing alternative. It, playing Coachella next I'm year. I'm down with that. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's start by talking about we open on Stan. Uh, uncovering Lou's secret shame, this comic strip that he's invented, Scout's Honor, yes. uh, which is about a uh, a monkey who is in the army, and you know he the one thing he can't do is take an order. Yes, he's he's just so silly, and it's actually it's not a terrible cartoon considering what else was in the marketplace, what else is currently still in our newspapers. Sure, it's not awful. You know the bit about he he doesn't know what's left from his right. He's walking in a circle. That's yeah. a good bit. It's yeah. a, it's a funny bit. And, you know, um, Stan obviously immediately thinks this is hilarious because, you know, Lou is such a stuffed shirt. Humorous jerk. jerk. Yeah, exactly. And here he is drawing cartoons and he accidentally leaves one around. Uh, and, you know, he and the guys are, are making fun of him all morning. Um, meanwhile, Don, uh, and Peggy, the the ice has started to melt. Right. It still feels weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh they still don't quite know how to interact with each other, but they're at least being cordial. Like that's that's the word I wrote uh next to the elevator scene. Cordial. I wrote in the notes that I don't have, I wrote professional courtesy. Right. You know, which is which is which is very similar. But you know, Peggy cannot help but 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 also throw that dagger at the end, which yeah. is like uh, you know, I'm happy to ha- on on the project. I'm happy to have you on on the, on the you know on the team, not yeah. like hanging out with me because I don't like you. Right. <laughs> I don't want you around, but I want you on my team. Right. Which is um, very, uh... And and Don, you know, like ably, just you know, powers it back. If this is a tennis match, you know, he's like a he's like that's that's all I wanted. Yeah. That's just, that's all that's all I ever expected. Damn you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ever cool. Always got it together. Except... At least it seems mm-hmm. right. 
Except Freddie's pep talk, you know. Yeah, Freddie's pep talk has has sunk in, and he's uh, he's at the very least, you know, he's playing the game well of of keeping yeah. up, you know, a happy face. But you know, between last episode and this episode, you think about all the uh, the restrictions that they placed on him. He's now broken t- like three in a row. Yeah. Okay. He drank at the office. He was talking to a client unsupervised, a potential sure. client trying to get new business, and then he crashes a meeting and goes entirely off script because yes. he wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, you know, any one of those could be grounds for dismissal. Yeah. But he keeps finding ways for them to uh, for him to be one hundred percent necessary. To their survival, yep. he's, because he's Don M F Draper. M and F and Draper. Because he's <laughs> like a why. survivor. Like he's like. <laughs> he's, I don't want to compare Don Draper to a cockroach, but he's got that survival skill, man. He's a handsome cockroach. He's surviving uh-huh. yeah. the apocalypse. <laughs> you know. Um, so Lou overhears Stan uh, making fun of uh, Scout's honor in the restroom, which is another great joke. Yeah. <laughs> I forget the joke, but, um. Yeah. Uh, I want her. You can't have her. Why not? Scout's on her. <laughs> and they're like, we're the greatest. And then Lou, uh, just another example of why Lou is such an ass. He just, he just dabs a little water in his hands and walks right out. No right. soap. Nothing. He cares not for the sanctity of office cleanliness. No. Uh, he cannot be bothered. Uh, and yeah. like, uh, no, you don't wear a sweater to the men's room no. if you're if you're doing that. Okay, yeah. it's just gonna soak right into those fibers. All right, they yeah. got it. All right. <laughs> but in any case, they go to have this meeting. Uh, they go to have this meeting, and you know, Lou right off the bat just can't let it go, and he's like, you know, uh, you can be smug from anywhere. Or can you be smug from over there? And he just really lets Stan have it. He says they're all a bunch of flag burning snots. I love it. Um, and then <laughs> as he's as he's uh, he's trying to launch into Stan, and he's like, he's like, you know, who else had a dream, but people laughed at him, and then Stan. You know, very graciously apologizes right. and it's like, hey man, I'm realizing what I was just doing to you. I'm sorry. That's not cool of me. I apologize. I mean, did you buy that? I mean, I, I didn't. Did you read that as a genuine apology or did you read that as sort of like him? I read it as him just trying to defuse the situation. Like, okay, man, relax. I'd say it was about 50 50. Right. I, I think, you know, if he was in the same position as Lou. He wouldn't want he wouldn't want people to tear him down, tear his dream down. But at the same time, he does admit to himself that that if this cartoon is his dream, that's a kind of a dumb dream. Sure, you know. So it's like it's it's apologizing. It's a it, it is kind of apologizing for being caught, not necessarily for the crime. But he does get the way that Lou feels. Yeah. And he is he is sorry for that. He's sorry for making him feel that way, but he, you have to... It, it's kind of like saying, I'm sorry, but you have to admit, buddy, this is kind of funny. Right. Um, but Lou, instead... He doesn't hear a word of it. He no. just continues from where he left off. He just steamrolls right over this apology, <laughs> talking about Bob Dylan, that reference hip enough for you flag burn and snots. <laughs> and I'm just like, can someone kick him out a window? It's it, it, What's great about, uh, you know, Alan Harvey, who, who plays Lou is, you know, mm-hmm. he's a he's a mostly comedic actor. Like, he's, you know, it, it, it takes a guy, I think, uh, you know, one of my Grantland guys said this, I think it was, uh, it doesn't matter who, but, but it, it takes, a, it's great to 
have a, a, a comedic guy sort of play this drum, play this real stuffed shirt because he's able to deliver these lines in a way that is super straight, but we're kind of like, you know, I and mean, they're, they're funny. Like everything yeah. he says from his Joey Heatherton references to you, you hippies to all this stuff is just like, it's, it's, it's a really great performance, I think. It's subtle. Re- it's really, really wonderful. Plus like, Alan Havy. Seriously, because, you know, whether someone, you know, you love them or you hate them, if someone can make you feel that strongly about a fictional character seemingly overnight, yes. it's a skill that's undeniable. Yes. You know, and, and the the level of contempt that we as an audience have for Lou, I think is a testament to what is a really spot-on comedic performance. Yes. And, um, yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's also a striking difference between the way Don ran things and the way he's running things. He's You almost feel sorry for him. Sure. Because yeah. he's not he's not quite handling things the way that he would like to and people aren't responding to him the way that he would like them to and it makes you yeah you don't like him but you also feel really bad for him I do anyway I just I, I understand that what, what are you, you know, say, well, it's, it's funny you say that because that, that was the moment where we as the audience have an opportunity to have some sympathy that was sort of a humanizing moment for Lou because yeah. the guy with a dream and he's, he's, he's funny he's got a little comic and you know there he is and he's like he's, he's in the meeting basically saying like I have a dream and you, you guys leave me alone but I don't know it didn't really humanize him to me and nothing nothing left mm-hmm. he didn't he, he came off as a big Stuff shirt, able, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, but, or a baby. Well, I, it, it, it's interesting because we we can go back to Kirsten's point about the difference in management style. The diff, there isn't that much of a difference in terms of you know being disrespectful to your subordinates because Don was disrespectful all the time, sure. but he backed it up with being a creative genius. Yeah. He he backed it up so that people did respect him even though he was a jerk to them because they knew they were working for the best. Sure. Yeah. You know, if you want to work for the best, sometimes you have to deal with a little crap being thrown your way. When you're when you have a boss who's as lazy and as much of a toady, you know, a yes man as Lou, yeah. you're not going to respect him when he then turns around and treats you like garbage. Adequate as Cutler calls him. Adequate. He's adequate. He is adequate. <laughs> and his Lou, comics Lou right. And his comics is also adequate. adequate. Right. Yes. You know, if it had been, you know, the fabled lost Don Draper screenplay, right. you know, that he had been tinkering away with for years, I imagine it'd be pretty awesome. Yes. This isn't a Sterling's Gold situation. I, 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 I do love the way he described underdog, you know, like... In the, in the, yeah. He's... Poly purebred, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's the truth. And that, and, you know, and that show was produced by General Mills. Sure. You know, that yeah. it's one of the, the great... Uh, I think one of like the greatest little advertising coups ever is you have these shows that are being produced by the cereal company. Right. There's not a single box of cereal in it, but every single episode is advertising General Mills, and I bet they also got a nice large chunk of the of the advertising spots you know available whenever the show aired. Absolutely, it was something that baffled me when I was a kid because I'm I'm watching reruns of it. and I'm like, how. I didn't know General Mills made cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's got a point. You know, you can make a lot of money from cartoons. In any case... If they're good. If they're good. Right. Uh, in any case, you know, Stan is is kind of put in, in his place. But, you know, Lou just... He can't let it go. So he's like, you know what? Everyone, uh, I'm keeping you here all night. You know, you can you can just suck it up and, and put out the work. Uh, I'm going to be here. 
and Don rolls his eyes because he had just, you know, made these plans uh, to go see Stephanie, who's yep. pregnant, who's staying with Megan, uh, you know, and then he calls Megan. And he's like, I'm not going to make it uh, because, you know, this guy's not letting me leave. Or, or first he, he tells Meredith. Oh, poor Meredith. Yeah. Uh, I loved when he spelled out strategy for her <laughs> on the dictaphone and then explained why he did. Um, yeah, she's, she's such a wonderful little character. I love her. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like, get me the latest possible flight. I'm still going to be able to make it. You know, he does the classic move that L- Lucy's from a mile away, comes yeah. in with the hat and coat, and yes. he's like, you're not, you're not going anywhere. You know, I, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm tucking you in. Yeah, I'm gonna tuck you in, and I'm gonna be here all night, pal. Yeah. We can do this all night. And then uh, he changes his mind just like that. He's like, you know what? I don't care about your ideas. I'm going home. See you Monday. And you know, we have like we episode five. Yeah, five episodes of Mad Men. Like at least twelve dick moves by Lou. Right. <laughs> this is right. This is dick move number twelve. By Again, Lou. another probably <laughs> great vulture supercut. Right. Um, and uh, you know, so Don is able to is able to leave the office. Um, and we'll talk about his his adventures in California sure. in a moment. I want to wrap up our Stan uh, our Stan conversation. Yeah. You know, so Stan stays the weekend, right? And uh, he he's obsessed with this hum of the computer. You know, the first thing we see when we come into the office is he's making a whole scene about the hum of the computer yes. and that this woman who's inside this room belongs to the computer and the yes. computer is taking over. And, uh, you know... Again, in hindsight, that made you like, like, wow, that's not a sane move. No. That conversation with her, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Oh, strange. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. Like, watching it again, like, oh. it seems more out of place. Exactly. You know, because he's always making a fuss about something. Yeah. Sure. But this is, like, completely off the reservation. Then, you know, he's he's there over the weekend. He can't get this humming out of his ears, so he, he puts tissues in his ears, and he goes to go, do God knows what to this computer. Right. Um, but he finds uh, Cutler and Lou having this secret meeting. We have this great reference uh, to Space Odyssey, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, after all the references that were in last week's episode, yep. The Monolith. Yep. Uh, and I imagine we'll continue to get these visual and auditory cues sure. as, whenever we're dealing with the computer. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's a Kubrick. They're having a Kubrick fest when yeah. they win the last season of Mad Men. Yeah. So he runs to Peggy's because he can't work at home because his dad's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, they're having this secret meeting. You know what this means. Yeah. Yeah, they're homos. And that's when I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's wait, what? what? It's like, yeah, really? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't be having this, like, semi-tense discussion. Right. Right. Uh, there but, was a moment because I wanted to give Ginsburg side. He thought credibility in my in my eyes. I'm like, well, wait a minute, are they? Make it? No, no. There's no proof to support <laughs> no. that whatsoever. Uh, their only common goal is getting rid of Don. Yes, you know, it's not. I don't. I doubt that they discovered their true feelings. You know, <laughs> just because they were trying to get rid of Don Draper. But, also, also very very surprised to see you know super liberal Ginsburg as such a crazy homophobe. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was also like off character. Well, I feel like it's uh, it's uh, yet another subtle way uh, or semi-subtle because you know uh, he uses the word a bunch of times sure. but uh, a, a subtle way of reminding us that even the most you know liberal people at the time right. you know still were a bit backwards compared to how we feel today sure. you know not every opinion uh, was you know as evolved as it could be sure. and you know this is a guy who 
he's still from this very small-minded orthodox jewish upbringing yeah. uh it, it wasn't necess- he had i don't know I was I was surprised. I was shocked. I was shocked, but, but th- thinking back on it, maybe it's not the biggest shock. In but the I was world. like, oh, he's crazy. Yeah, so has. he's, uh, he's also oh, crazy. I know. So I was more relieved that he's not just a homophobe. He's just nuts. So right. That's fine. Right. Um, so it, yeah. In any case. Uh, Julio comes over to watch TV. Uh, oh, Julio. I love yeah. this kid. Yeah. yeah. He's great. What's wrong with Julio? He Nothing. He yeah. loves to just hang out with his, yeah. with his, you know, weird spinster neighbor. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> she, her a spinster. She's not a spinster. No. She's a successful and powerful woman. But, you know. <laughs> Like, no, he's not a spinster. I know. I just want her to have everything in her life, and she's so frustrated right now at work. Yeah. It'd be nice for her to have anything outside of work very other true. than Julio. Yeah, that's very true. That's all I'm saying. Fair and in enough. the eyes of Julio, she must look kind of strange. Sure, fair enough. Right. So, um, you know, they they have this. Uh, they watch TV. Peggy passes out, and she wakes up, and Ginsburg is standing right over her. Again, should have seen the crazy coming, mm-hmm. but yes. he's just a weird guy, so we go with it. Uh, but then he he's like, you know, I've realized the truth. You know, we ha- we have to procreate because the computer is going to turn us all into homos. Right. And you know, if there's any way to do this without sex, believe me, I would. <laughs> uh, you know, and then he gets on top of her, and yeah. she fights him off. Thank God. Yes. And uh, we're w- collectively as an audience. Whoa. Yeah, that was very strange. This is something that we did not know that he was capable of, and B, you know, just never want to see. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not the first time that someone has tried to force themselves on Peggy. No. Um, and, you know, it, it will never be more comfortable. No. Um, I'm glad that it ended quickly yes. and without, you know, without too much of a, of a struggle. But it's still... It's still noteworthy that this show is willing to take someone who I would say is, you know, now a beloved member of this extended cast and do something kind of repugnant. Sure. And, you know, even though he may be nuts and we can just explain it away, oh, he's he's crazy right now. He's been driven crazy and that's why, like, it's still a reprehensible act. Very you can't so. you can't forgive it necessarily yeah you know although um, although peggy very much tried to downplay the whole thing like, right oh, you know even when he sort of professed his feelings for her right you know with the box like you know, these things happen and ginsburg it's fine and she's very professional and very sort of like you know handled did everything right mm-hmm. but um she yeah. she would just pref- as soon prefer to forget it um but right. instead you know things went a bit too far uh at home and he he presents this nipple in a box and she's so stunned and horrified, she sits him down, and then she walks outside, and she has him committed. Yeah. To, like, uh, at the very least to a hospital, potentially uh, to an asylum. She did the right yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, that was a good I mean, she's very calmly. It was very, uh, you wait right here. No, yeah. no, no, I got, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And walks out and, like, gets the phone, and that was just a very well-acted scene. You know, Elizabeth yeah. Moth, good at acting as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's good. A wonderful performance, yeah. really, from both of them. Yeah, yeah, um, all that. And, uh... I don't know if this is the last we've seen of Ginsburg. I hope that he's okay. Yeah, I hope, I hope okay. that he recovers. I hope he, I hope he sorts yeah. himself out. But I, I can see him now potentially as one of the casualties of the decade. Yeah. Uh, and maybe not coming through it in one piece. Well, Mad Men's got its own nipple gate, actually, now. Yes. There's a, to match CBS from years ago. Also, uh, yeah, the whole... Uh, 
you know, the, the, Ginsburg did say you know, that that machine makes men do unnatural things, mm-hmm. and now we see that the machine did make men do unnatural yeah. <laughs> things. But I didn't, I'm, I'm curious about the, that final shot after Ginsburg sort of goes away and he's like, "Get out while you can," mm-hmm. and then Peggy's uh, you know clearly upset and you know, sort of tears in her eyes, and she has a look at she looks at the computer like it's yeah. like almost like. You know, it's your fault, computer. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that last shot was supposed to represent. If it was just well, I feel like. Uh, well, what do you think, Kirsten? I, I, I'm not sure. Actually, I was curious about it as well. I feel like she does have some resentment towards the machine, but mm-hmm. the reality is, she's a smart girl. That machine is not the reason he started acting that way. So. Right. Right. I don't know. Maybe there's just something else going on that's not revealed yet. Well, there's something in this episode that I think is is common across a few storylines, and it's it's the act of projection. And I feel like uh, the computer is a great example of this, both in the last episode and in this one. Everyone is projecting their relative fears. Sure about the future and about society, I think, onto this computer. It's a machine that's smarter than any of us. It represents what is to come. It is cold. It is lifeless. But it will outlive every single one of us. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's it's a terrifying idea. And, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what you just said, Joe. This this machine makes men do unnatural things. This machine makes men do unnatural things. Right. Uh, that machine makes men do unnatural things. That's right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to dig too deeply into this but, because, you know, maybe there's nothing there. Right. But, you know, you could think about the machine as what's going on in this agency. Sure. You know, people are e- expending years of their lives, uh, all their creative talent to sell products to people who don't necessarily need them. Yep. You know, we're bringing potentially cigarettes back into the fold after ditching them a few years ago. And yep. We were all so happy about that. But ultimately, business is business is business. And people are not as important as the machine, the mm-hmm. advertising machine, mm-hmm. the consumerism machine. Um, and, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily Peggy's train of thought, but it is a scary thing. And it, it, another thing that calls that to mind is we have this, this loose storyline with Scout's Honor and, you know, what he says to Stan, you know, who are you? How old are you? What have you done in your life? He wrote Blowing in the Wind when he was, I, I think he's 20. Tw- 20 years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. You know, how old are you? You're still an artist at an ad agency. Right. You know? And look at Lou uh, referencing good old Bob Dylan. Right? Like, well, it, it, just when you think well, he's a stuffed shirt. With 100% contempt, yeah. though. <laughs> this, this Bob Dylan kid. He yeah. was 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Before we move on uh, to California and all the other good stuff, i got to talk about iTunes. Uh, you know, folks, we appreciate your support here at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, every time that you rate and review one of our series, it makes our shows better. Uh, it helps us get sponsors, which pay for the shows, which keeps our lights on, keeps our doors open. It also helps us get great guests like Kirsten. Um, and, you know, it's really, really easy. It just takes a second. doesn't cost you a dime. Go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast, any of the podcasts that you listen to on the AfterBuzz platform. It really, you know, helps us out here at the network, and it makes us feel great to know that we are doing our jobs well and that you like the show. So yes. I'm going to give a few shout-outs to folks. we got a lot of great reviews this week. Um, all right, Plug Bird, five stars, uh, says, Prediction, now that Peggy and Don are back working together, they patch <laughs> things up and join forces with Pete in L.A. to start their own company. You know, I wish that this would come to pass. I think that that's, like, you know, potentially the most exciting way to go out of this half season uh but at the same time i feel like it's so blue sky that there's no way that we get that ending right you know um 
Let's see. Uh, life's non-negotiable requirements from Mr. Towel 2, five stars. The sky will be blue, the grass will be green, and AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show will always be the most amazing part of my post-Mad Men viewing experience. Thanks for always providing such inquisitive commentary. The Mad Men experience will never be complete without spending an hour watching you all dissect the amazing show. Uh, Matt, Joe, Joe, and Sterling, keep up the amazing work. Aww. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. She mentioned me twice. Yeah. She likes me so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mad Men After Buzz Show five stars from Rick from Kansas. I love the Mad Men podcast. You all do a great job at summarizing the episodes. I really love some of the ideas on the symbolism of the show. Watch the show, listen to the podcast, and sometimes rewatch the show after. Yeah. Great show. Uh, and he misses uh, Joe and I last season. We uh, we all would uh, sing the Mad Men oh, theme the, yeah, at the song. top of the show. Uh, I miss it too, but at the same time with this show, I feel I felt we felt ultimately that maybe it was a tad inappropriate. Yes, I um, agree. And plenty of people hated it too. Yes, plenty of people <laughs> People also <laughs> felt that it was the bane of their existence. Sure. So we, unfortunately, we had to ditch it, but I miss it too. Yes. So thank you for writing. Uh, Blue Junk 57, best Mad Men podcast, five stars. You guys have great discussions and analysis on all those metaphors and foreshadowing that Weiner so brilliantly puts in the show. I watch this podcast live every Monday. Keep up the great work. If you're watching us live, Blue Junk 57, thank you so much. Hi, hello, you're great. Uh, Mad yeah. Men Therapy from Monomatica. I just discovered this podcast this season and I'm hooked. I love hearing your detailed analysis and how it links back to the entire story arc. There's so much nuance on the show. It's for easy to forget things. This is just the therapy I need to tide me over until next Sunday. Uh, fantastic podcast. Five stars from Doc Shock 55. You guys have a keen Doc sense. Doc Shock 55. I know. What a great name. Is, it, is, it a, is he a morning zoo guy? I, he... I don't know. He's either a morning zoo guy or he's really into lightning. Um, you guys have a keen Super sense of what's going on in the Mad Men universe. I love the post-show comment the insights into history and storytelling are also interesting. This season is shaping up to be one of my favorites, and your show is essential an essential must-hear after each show. And finally, great recaps from B.E.ing. Um, another interesting name, five stars. Uh, I just started listening. Wish I'd stumbled across this podcast a long time ago. I really wish the roundtable type discussion, uh, or I enjoy it rather, and look forward to listening to you all down the home stretch. Thank you all yes. so much for writing in, and thank you all to those of you who haven't written in uh, for for bearing with me as I thanked all these lovely people. Please do it yourself, and you get a nice shout out. Um, okay, so Don receives a call early this morning. Uh, or early Friday morning from uh, Stephanie, yes. who's uh, Anna Draper's niece, right. uh, who we met back in season four right. uh, and haven't seen since. We received a comment a few weeks ago that asked if the woman that had approached Don in the bar, actually in your episode, Kirsten, uh, was actually Anna's niece. But now we know that's obviously not the case. Right. She's, uh, she left college in Berkeley, followed a musician down to L.A., got yes. knocked up. And is now in dire need of help. She's seven months pregnant. Yes. And Don, you know, like, I think all aspects of the Anna Draper part of his life, you know, bring him some joy. And he immediately perks up. He immediately perks up. I, yeah. I, it, I forget what it's like. You rarely, rarely, rarely see Don smile. It's true. Mm-hmm. So when he, he was, vid, especially in this in sort of dire times, you know, with work and and what's going on with him Megan and mm-hmm. his, like that's a ray of light in his day. Like he, he it's family. Yeah. You know, more, you know, including what's going on with him and, you know, Sally and, and the gang. So, yeah, he really, and it's also, he embraced. Is he's fully embraced this whole Dick Whitman side, you know? So it's like, 
Um, I mean, the, the, the Don Draper side, I should say. Yeah. But, so he's, he's Philly, re- really sort of like, I don't know, it was really good to see him that happy and that encouraged and really wouldn't, willing to drop everything to go and help her immediately. Yeah. That was very sweet. I totally agree. And it made me, when Megan did what she did, I don't want to get too far ahead, but yeah. it made me dislike her in oh, that yeah. moment so much. I thought, you know, this is something that it gives him purpose. It gives him Mm-hmm. Some excitement, something to someone to help that genuinely needs his help, and yeah. and she took that away from him. Well, it I feel like, me. but Very but interesting moment too, if yeah. if you're yeah. if you're really you know what I what I like about this, and I mean I don't really like it, but what uh, what really stands out to me is um, how much it hurts Megan mm-hmm. for Don to be so invested in another woman. You know, even one that had he had no romantic intentions, no romantic entanglements whatsoever. Emotionally, yeah, on some level, it feels like it feels like infidelity because even when Stephanie shows up, she has no idea that Megan's an actress. He's never mentioned Megan to sure. her. You know, beyond the one discussion that they had earlier that morning, uh, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, last time we saw Megan, he, uh, she, and Don were definitely on the outs. They had had that epic fight uh, after um, after she discovered that he had lost his job and wasn't drinking and yet still didn't want to be with her. She's feeling incredibly insecure between what's going on with her acting career and going on with her marriage. She has no control over either one. And in walks this beautiful, radiant woman. And they both, like, take each other in and are kind of mesmerized. And I wonder if in this moment she gets the idea or the inclination to experiment with another woman because for a second there's so much chemistry mm. chemistry brewing between Megan and Stephanie they keep complimenting <sighs> how beautiful the other is uh you know for whatever reason I felt like was that about to happen um like you- Don like I, originally I thought Don couldn't make it and then suddenly they just have this weekend together and something happens. That's what I thought the episode wow, was going to be. Look at your brain. Look, yeah. look at your brain's going to. I, I, didn't, I didn't go there. No, I, I, I'm sure a lot of people didn't. And <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want it to be labeled as wishful thinking because I don't. Sure. I don't think that would have necessarily felt right. But I just. I felt no. that vibe in those scenes between them. Um, I just felt, I felt it's more of a mutual admiration in, in mm-hmm. that moment, and Megan was very much, you know, it, it was weird. Me- Megan very much started out wanting to embrace, and was very much like, "Whatever you say, Don, and I'll make mm-hmm. her feel at home. I'll let me click his whatever." And, right. and she did clean up. She cleaned up quite nicely, by the way. <laughs> you know, she did. She come out, and she was warm. But it's that one line when she says, "I know all of I know all of Don's secrets," mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. that that just gave her the window into like, "Wait a minute, no, I." I know all Don's. What, what, what do you know that I don't know? Exactly. What does that mean exactly? Yeah. And she picked up on it and she said, like, we weren't ever together and like, nothing ever happened with us. Right. So like, of course not. But here's a check. Get but the here's F a out check. Of my house. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, 100%. Well, and I think when, when she did show up and she was pregnant and she could see how, first of all, the fact that Don would just hop on a plane yeah, and come like that. Right. And, Previous to this, you know, he hasn't really been coming out to see her as often as she would it's like. A great, it's a great point. That I think that upset her, and then when she saw she was pregnant, I feel like, and maybe this is just the the femininity in me, I felt like she was jealous. Yeah, there was some sort of I don't have children. This isn't what we're. This isn't the path we're on. And there was a little bit of that. 
she doesn't get to have that. Yeah. And Don's coming to take care of her. And he's, she's seeing this paternal side of him. And that, for her, I think she felt like, I must be losing him. If yeah. he's coming, he's going to drop everything, come out here and take care of this woman who's pregnant. Right. Yeah, I think point. you're 100% on point with that. You know, uh, she's definitely, she's jealous of the attention. She's de- jealous of the, the level of focus that he's giving her, right. that he's hopping on a plane out mm-hmm. of nowhere a week earlier than he's supposed to, yeah. uh, you know, just because this woman, you know, gives him a phone call right. and she can't get him to stay for more than a couple of days, yeah. you know, and then she, this woman says that she knows all of Don's secrets. It's the last straw. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's, at this point, there's nothing separating her from one of, you know, Don's affairs. It's it's a woman who may have may, you know, hold a higher place in my husband's heart than me yeah. and I need to remove the threat. And it, it, it which was even, you know, further, you know, articulated visually when the phone call happened afterwards when when she finally called Don and he mm-hmm. was like, "Well, where are you? What happened?" And every time he said something that was sounded loving or whatever, she slammed the dish or she slammed if you notice that. But he yeah. said, "Well, of course I wanted you here." Clank. You mm-hmm. know, well, why did you go? Slam. It was that was very to Megan still not having it even after their lovely evening together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get into that lovely evening in a second. Sure. So uh, Don winds up, you know, being able to to come to California after all, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of Stephanie, who should he find? But Amy from Delaware, uh, good old Amy, yes, good old Amy from Delaware. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm Amy from Delaware. I met you on the phone. phone. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, and you know, Megan is having this party, and you know, Megan's friends have never been Don's scene. They're too young. They're too liberated. It's just not his style. Bunch of hippie actors. Mm-hmm. Smoking grass. Smoking grass. Musicians playing the banjo. Yeah. What the um, hell's going on? Right. Now, <laughs> I think the most interesting elements of, uh, of this scene, you know, obviously we have Amy approaching Don and kind of their their interaction. But then once the music starts, you know, Megan starts dancing with this young, you know, attractive, uh, you know, very liberated kind of guy. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, you know, there, there, there's some body, body collisions. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and um, you know, Don's looking on in you know, kind of disgust, and she notices, uh, you know, that he's not into it. Uh, I'm wondering what she's feeling here, though, because she was enjoying it. I didn't, you know, uh, this I, this is what Matthew Weiner and Mad Men does so well with with every scene. It, you know, the thing about Mad Men, watching Mad Men, we watch it so carefully and moment to moment, not even just seeing the scene, but moment to moment, we're like, well, what's happening there? What's that going to do? Every So the second I saw that part, the way that party sort of uh, unfolded and that mm-hmm. dance happening, I was very much filled with like, what's what's going to happen now? It really was just sort of like a window into another scene. But I didn't really read that as as, as anything other than very simply... Megan's having a good time at a party. Don is out of places as usual. He doesn't like that. He doesn't. He did, obviously clearly didn't like it. Sure. Didn't, didn't like this this scene uh, entirely. But I don't think it was a uh, her noticing Don's unhappy. Let me make him happy by pulling an Amy. I thought right. it was just sort of like their their normal life. It's just uh, for us as a viewer. It's 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 you know Don is again a fish out of water in every sense of the, in every sense. You okay. Know? Um, Kirsten, what do you think? I have a different opinion. Okay. I actually Good. think I think dancing with that guy was her way of showing him people still find me attractive, oh, and mm-hmm. obviously women too. And that's uh, you know she when she noticed that he wasn't looking at her, that that upset her. I I felt like her reaction was very strong. She just you immediately saw she deflated. She was expecting him to. Mm-hmm. 
to be into that. Or I'm like a woman's here. I know nothing about women. To be, to be engaged. <laughs> but no, I, I 100% agree with Kirsten because he's a guy who is constantly, at least in her mind, constantly, you know, being checked out by women yeah. that, uh, you know, he's having, he's potentially had more affairs than he's told her about. Right. Um, and she knows that he, he had plenty of them in his previous marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the fact is she wants to explore in this moment I could do the same thing and I want you to know that I could. Yeah. Um, And then when he isn't giving her the satisfaction of being, you know, visibly pissed and like glowering Mm -hmm. or, you know, breaking it up or doing anything, feeling anything. Yeah. Because she's just trying to get a rise out of him. Um, You know, she, she, you know, stops what she's doing and she comes back to him and she's like, well, I guess that's moment, that moment's over. And then, you know, what were you going to say? Well, so the first episode of season five, when we, when she sings, Zuby Zoo. Yeah, Zuby Zoo. Thank you. And um, the way he looked at her then, just, you know, enraptured and enthralled and always wanting to look at her. And, you talking about me or Don? You. Really? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, and that's so different now. The, you know, he wasn't even really looking at her. And yeah. when he did look, he wasn't entertained and she didn't keep his attention. Great and point. he looked away. And, and I think, especially another woman's perspective but again I think you know when you see that there's a difference in the way that someone's looking at you someone that you are married to and that you care about that hits you hard mm, yeah and she's desperate which I think then leads into the right. whole thing with sure. Amy right so you know uh, Harry Harry comes to the <laughs> Harry comes to the party uh, with Miranda who he's trying to help find an agent yes. oh Harry you <laughs> shameless bum <laughs> Uh, and we'll get we'll get into the scene between him him and Harry in a minute. I want to talk about this threesome, sure. uh, which Don isn't even really like he doesn't want this to happen. He's he's outright saying, you know, I'm tired. I don't want any of this. You don't have to do this for me. And you know, in her mind, she's I think she's trying to say, no, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to show. I, I want to show that you know you don't you don't necessarily own our sex life. If I want to if I mm. want to experiment, I want to bring another woman in and be and you know do something that I think is sexy and that you should enjoy. You better enjoy it, yes. yeah. you know, or at the very least participate. But when you get to you know the next morning, everyone regrets it. Right. Yeah. Everyone. Uh, I'm not the speaking viewer from regrets, but yeah. that's usually how it works. I think- <laughs> That's it's you know I just I don't know I yeah I don't know um, you have to be pretty liberated to be able to walk away you know without at least feeling a little strange yeah. if, if, if but or, no I one's don't hanging know. around to have coffee and no one's talking about <laughs> it no one's having to chit chat in the at kitchen at least have a download and some talk about it yeah um, yeah it, I I wish that we could break this down further but we uh, we are kind of yes. low on time and I would still want to give you plenty of time. Uh, at the end of the episode, so I want to talk about Betty and Henry. Yes. So as you know, Don and Megan from what was you know uh, a very outward conflict a few weeks ago, now a very insular conflict. They're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. Now we have Betty and Henry. Who, as Henry becomes more visible, you know, uh, Betty can say one thing, and it really can be a problem in his mind. Yeah. And he really goes off on her. Yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a jerk a little bit. I yeah. Mean, we, we've cut, we talked about you know a couple episodes ago. Joe was like, well, what's Henry see? Because Henry's this upstanding guy. And, yeah. And we've always seen Henry as this sort of like really buttoned up, straight laced guy who's taking the kids in. And genuinely loves Betty, her. Genuinely yeah. Betty. But Respects now we sort of see him in a different light 
as more of like sort of career minded and you're embarrassing me and embarrassing mm-hmm. yourself and, and a little, a little exasperated, a little tired, not really wanting to put up with Betty. It's just you play your role. I'm playing my role. I've got a job to do. You play your role and be the mm-hmm. trophy wife mm-hmm. and shut the F up. And she's yeah. not having it. No. no. Not one bit. And, uh, you know, normally, I would say if Betty was, you know, having an outburst at somebody, I would say, oh, Betty, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be thrilled with it. I'm thrilled here yeah. because he's like, well, why don't you run for office? And she's like, why couldn't I run for office? Yeah. You know, I'm not stupid. And I'm like, no, you're not stupid. I mean, sometimes you're incredibly cold to people when they don't deserve it, but you're right. not you're not necessarily dumb. Right. We're starting to see this transition with Betty's that started with the conversation about, you know, Francine. Uh, with Francine. And yeah. it, it started there. Like, well, it's, it's kind of like, well, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And I think she's sort of searching for it. And now, the, the, this thing's like, I might run for all. Who knows what I might do? Yeah. I, I, I'm smart. I, I speak Italian. Mm-hmm. I know stuff. And, you know, I'm rooting for her. Maybe, you know, good for Betty. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Bobby is afraid that yeah. uh, they're going to get divorced. Well, she's still an ice queen, though. It, it's true. I mean, <laughs> we see that when Sally gets her nose broken. Yes. Um, you know, and she and Sally's like, okay, I know. We were idiots. I'm sorry. And then, you know, she's like, yes, you were. And you don't deserve to spend time alone. You can't be trusted, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh. Can I, you know, like, I'd be glad to stay in my room all night. That's how I'd prefer it. Dueling ice queens there. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Sally's awesome. Sally's awesome. She's like, she's going to be a kick-ass adult. She is. I would want to be Sally's friend. I'd want to be Sally's Um, friend, too. Okay, so... I like like how she calls her Betty. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So, last but not least, so, uh, you know, Don and uh, Harry leave the party. And Harry lays something out to Don. Mm-hmm. We finally uh, see the plan of Lou and Cutler Bit taking shape. Uh, that they are trying to get uh, Commander Cigarettes, Philip Morris, into the SCD, uh, SCMP fold, which of course would mean that Don would be booted in favor of the business because of the letter that he wrote all those years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Don takes this information, and what does he do? He walks right into that meeting. Awesome. And he makes it, he, he, first of all, you know, completely, looks like he completely disarms himself. He's like, look, for the good of the agency, we want your business. I'm prepared to walk away. And, and everyone, and even Cutler's like, thank you for making us not have to mention that ourselves. Why are you still here? You know, um, and, you know, Don then makes his case. He's like, look, uh, I have 10 years of tobacco experience, just like Lou, but I've also talked to the other team. I know what their strategy is. I can beat it, just right. like I beat it all these other times. 62, mm-hmm. 65. Like, yeah. I know. They're trying to shut you guys down every turn. I'm the only guy who's your, I'm your last defense. Oh. What a great speech. And they buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the one who was, was responsible for keeping them afloat, and he's the one that brought them down. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you mm-hmm. want that? Exactly. exactly. Smart yep. move. It's a smart move. Uh, it's a ballsy maneuver that hopefully is going to pay off. I can't wait to see what happens uh, as the season moves that forward. That very much was the, the Don is back moment that we've been waiting for. Right. I mean, between the threesome and that, I mean, that's a pretty much a Don is back. Yeah. I mean, I know. I don't know. The threesome <laughs> is not a happy memory. Uh, I, I mean, it's a I'm happy a memory for some, uh, perhaps. I but I, I just... I feel bad for everyone involved, and uh, I hope that you know Don and Megan can reach a uh, a more positive place in their marriage. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so I, I agree. It was still hot. Though. All right. So and now now <laughs> I want to talk uh, to Kirsten about your experience on the show. Now, uh, Mad Men. You know, when you moved out here, mm-hmm. 
Uh, the one thing you said was you wanted to roll on Mad Men, yeah. and it was the first thing that you got, right? Congratulations. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy that it it did end up, I don't know what was working in the universe, but right. um, God, whatever. But yeah, that's pretty much how that happened. And the second thing you said, you wanted a conversation with Joe Braswell and Matt Lieberman, and then that happened too. So and After Buzz was like two, two. top of my list. Top of your list. Yeah. So yeah, I'm doing well. And now I'm, you know, what's third? What's there? What's next? Yeah. No, but really exciting. And yeah, I'm I'm really happy. So how did you how did you come across uh, the gig? Was it was it your agent. Your, your agent found yep. it? Okay. I had, yep, representation, and I had actually auditioned for a, a secretarial role um, mm-hmm. the year before, and uh, I hope that's all right to to mention. But yeah, that's, right. that's um, and, and I didn't get that, and I thought, oh man, and then when I knew it was the final season, I you know. You're like, get me in a room. I need in a room right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then went in, and it was fun. It was awesome. great. Yeah, um, you know, and your your appearance definitely stood out. I love that you and Don. I felt like had a rapport. You interacted, you know, several times, and yeah. there was kind of there was a charge there. Um, had you, you know, talked with with um, Matthew Weiner or with with John uh, about your relationship or how well you knew each other, how often you had seen each other? Yeah, and I knew that because he calls her by name. Clearly, he's been on the plane before, mm-hmm. so um, not introducing themselves for the first time, obviously. Right. And uh, for her, obviously, she's very, very bold in her words. She definitely is attracted to him. She certainly feels that charge that you're feeling, and um, yeah. So I, I I talked to Matthew about it, and um, and then as I was researching my character, I really went off of, you know, the the words that she was saying. There's a lot there, even mm-hmm. though it's very short. You there's a lot insinuated, and in, and in how well they know each other. Um, it's still very professional. She calls him Mr. Draper. She's yeah. not calling him Don. Right. Um, everything on the show is very, very purposeful, and I, I really appreciate that as an actress. That's, yeah. that's absolutely, cool. yeah. We we talked about this in the show too. I mean, that's a very also the key scene in giving us a, a, a clue as to where Don Draper is. I mean, we, you know, the the old Don Draper maybe you know would would have would have taken you know would have been really very interested in, in, in what you had to say, but I think this this new Don Draper on his way to see Megan was sort of in a different space, and it was really cool to see that be, you know, visually um, communicated. Yeah, and it's interesting because his, as you mentioned, his track record, even if he's not that interested, it's, it's easy. It's right there. Right. He would have, but I think the point is he didn't. Yeah. And whatever that means, I think we'll see it play out, whether it's a, a change in him or redemption or whatever you know season seven's really getting at yeah we'll see i mean i, I, did, I did john ham was um it was on uh recently with bill simmons and i uh, had a conversation was talking about this very thing and we were, and we were doing the whole like you know we want the old don back and he was like well you know that that's we got some episodes to go and it's not it's not over yet so right I, he kind of hinted that Whatever, whatever we think of the old Don, mm-hmm. that 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 person may be coming back in some capacity. So we'll oh, see. Oh boy, <laughs> we'll L- see. Listen, I don't want. I think that if the show ends with Don, you know, drinking and whoring and having a great time into his twilight years, we fail. We well, yeah, but then, but maybe that's maybe that's a sad ending. Maybe we do see a, a Don drinking and whoring into his twilight years, and, and we're all. But he's a sad figure. Maybe he's like that guy. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, Kirsten, do you have do you have a favorite memory from being on set? Now you were there. Did you get all your sh- scenes in one day, or was it was it a multi day? 
Uh, shoot. Episode three was one day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have a do you have a favorite memory from when you were on set? Well, this was actually my first time, as you know, on a professional television set. Right. So, oh, that's great. You know, yeah, you're driving there for the first time and all kinds of things going on in your, in your head and your heart and, you know, you're sweating and your heart's beating really fast. Yeah. That, that all was there. Mm-hmm. And then I just remember getting there and getting to set for rehearsal and not that, like, just the calmest place. Everybody's doing their job. Everybody knows what they're doing. They're happy to be doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the show is so successful because sure. everyone likes what they're doing and they're happy to be a part of such a huge, iconic show. Absolutely. And I just, my nerves went completely away. Once I started working, it was like I had done this a thousand years and I could just keep doing it. Except it was really, really hot on the plane. Sure. <laughs> and I'm wearing this really, really thick layers yeah. uh, you know, the the wardrobe is very, very true to how they dressed. It's the old school um, Studer's outfit. Pa- uh, yeah, yeah. I've got pantyhose on and layers and all kinds of things and my hair and all that makeup. Yeah. And there's no AC and it's this little mm. plane and sweat just dripping down my back. Mm-hmm. And they're like, go flirt. Go entice <laughs> Don Draper, Trisha. But yeah. don't let them know you're sweating. Right. <laughs> it was fun. That's good. good yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so what's next? Do you have anything in the pipeline that people can look forward to? I, if anybody out there, no, I'm, uh, I'm auditioning and, and working on a few things, nothing that we can chat about right now, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully the, I think the fall is going to be a a really busy time. Wonderful. We hope so. Yeah. Um, you know, do you have, uh. Anything, anything else that you you want to talk about in in regards to your time on Mad Men? Anything, anything interesting, or like even just like if you were to come back in any capacity for this back half, mm-hmm. you know, like what would you like to see? No, I'm just excited to see season seven, see how it turns out. Because you have no, I mean, obviously you are not you you have no idea where so where where they're going, or do you, do you know where producers tell you nothing? Right, right. yeah, right, they're well, very you, tight lipped about everything, too, so right. I have no idea. Okay, yeah. well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, where can the people find you online? Do you have a Twitter account? I do. Love Kirsten Ford. Love Kirsten Ford, and that's K I R S T I N. That's right. Yes. All right. Well, Thanks. thank you so much for joining us, thank and you. I, we can't wait I'm to see you again on our screen sometime soon. Hopefully. Uh, Thanks for sitting next to me, not him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, where can the people find you? On Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell. Joe K Braswell, Twitter and Instagram. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E. B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find all of my AfterBuzz TV, source-fed, and vlog videos on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Also, if you're an AMC fan, I will be covering AMC's Halt and Catch Fire this summer. A few other shows coming back in June. Defiance, Under the Dome, uh, currently doing Marin on IFC, Playing House on USA. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.